What's going on? Welcome back. It's your boy, Mikey, man. Can we keep it real podcast? First, I want to thank our sponsor, Pocket Cast. So go download from the App Store or Google Play or on the web at pocketcast.com. You'll be glad you did. We got a lot in store for you, so let's get to the show right now. Welcome, what's going on with some NBA scores. Boston Celtics beating Miami 107-99. to Thunder over the Knicks 127-109. to Chicago Bulls beating Cavaliers 104-88. to The Bucks over the Mavericks by 10, 116-106. to Washington Wizards and the Pistons 101-87. to The Wizards win. Magic beating the Hawks 122-103. The Nets played the Kings. The Nets winning 123-94. Pelicans beating the Grizzlies 105-85. And that's your NBA scores with some professional hockey. The Predators beating the Avalanche 4-1. St. Louis over Los Angeles. The Kings pulling out by one, winning by a score of four to three. How you doing? You're joining Mikey Rabello. This is Can We Keep It Real Podcast. How are we doing today? Looking in some sports. Looks like the Eastern Conference Atlantic Division. Toronto still way ahead. Um, Philly behind four games and Boston five and a half games in that division. The Southern Division... Oh, you got Charlotte a half game behind Miami, Washington two and a half behind Charlotte, and then you have Orlando three games trying to catch up with Miami. Houston and San Antonio looks pretty even with New Orleans trailing by four and a half games and Dallas still six games behind. Today's games in the NBA, Sacramento at Toronto at 7 p.m., Portland at Oklahoma City at 8 p.m., L.A. Clippers at Dallas for 8.30, Minnesota at Phoenix at 9 p.m. start. Wednesday's NBA games have Toronto at Indiana for 7 p.m., Cleveland at Boston, 7.30 start time, Houston at New York, 7.30, L.A. Clippers at Miami for 7.30, Orlando at Brooklyn, Also a 7.30 game. 8 p.m. games are Atlanta at Chicago. Charlotte at Memphis. Detroit at New Orleans. San Antonio at Philadelphia. Late night game Denver at Utah for a 10.30 p.m. start. And Thursday's games are Golden State at Washington. New Orleans at Oklahoma City. Portland at Phoenix. And Minnesota at the Lakers. That's your NBA action. It's your boy Mikey. Can we keep it real? Always authentic and always 100. Max Kellerman just don't stop. Max Kellerman said Tom Brady had luck on his side. It wasn't skill. But by the way, how did he even get to be great? Because Mahomes didn't get to touch the ball. You're asking, was he lucky? They literally won a coin flip. <laughs> like, was he lucky? Of course he was lucky. Of course he was lucky. It's nice that you're laughing because you're laughing at yourself because nobody's laughing about what you're saying. The fact- exactly. He's laughing at himself. 
because he's an idiot. He's a goof. Max Kellerman is just the biggest waste of space. And I don't even know why they have him on that show. I mean, he don't know sports. He don't know football. Max Kellerman saying that that the luckiness that Brady had was winning the coin flip. But you flip a coin three million times and 51% is going to fall on heads and 49% is going to fall on tails. Max, how many times you going to keep riding on this whole narrative or whatever Tom Brady's falling off a cliff Tom Brady's, just said. Tom Brady's lucky where the hell you get lucky from I mean honestly Stephen A pointed out pointed out in, in his whole diatribe just now you can't be lucky if you keep converting how many times have we saw third down and long for the Patriots third, in that game wait, let me just say this stat because it's a good one 13 third down conversions that's the most by any team in the playoffs in over 35 years Again, here's what stupid said. But by the way, how did he even get to be great? Because Mahomes didn't get to touch the ball. You're asking. But by the way, how did he even get to be great? Because Mahomes didn't get to touch the ball. But by the way, how did he even get to be great? Because Mahomes didn't get to touch the ball. You're asking, was he lucky? They literally won a coin flip. <laughs> like, was he lucky? Of course he was lucky. Of course he was lucky. It's nice that you're laughing because you're laughing at yourself because nobody's laughing about what you're saying. The in that New England Patriots game last night, have you ever seen a game called better than what Tony Romo called the game? I mean, he was actually predicting what the Patriots were going to do, and he was dead on point. He's like, watch the safety drop down. If the safety drops down, Gronk's going to be a target right there. I've never seen anybody in a booth call a game as great as I saw Tony Romo and we got a lot of great, great announcers in this game. I ain't, and color commentators and all. I ain't he never, basically knew it was going to happen. I mean, it was like he, a prognosticator. He, it was, it was yeah. on. I'm, I'm serious. I, I, I'm not laughing. I'm not, I have never heard someone call a game yeah. like Tony Romo did yesterday. He was caught. I mean, this is what you look at this. This is what they're going to do right here, right now. And it was unbelievable. Well, here, here, here's, what, here's what I say. I think Tony Romo is just unbelievable. Tony Romo is also a quarterback. Yes. Tony Romo has a unique perspective. Yes, he does. On how the game is is to be played, and because of the position that he plays, he understands what teams like to I, do. I will say this to you: I've seen many quarterbacks on television. I've watched them on television. I'm talking about over the last 20, yeah. 25 years. I have never heard anyone call a game like Tony well, Romo. He's spe- he's spe- he's not- Stephen A. Smith letting Max Kellerman know how dumb he was. I mean. The Patriots went 37 to 31. Brady was 30 for 46, 348 yards, a touchdown, and two picks. The guy was there, and that was it, five for five on third downs when it counted in the fourth quarter in overtime. A pass to Edelman on the third down, another pass to Edelman, a pass to Edelman for 20 yards, a pass to Edelman for 15 yards, a pass to Gronkowski for 25 yards. Last time I checked, it's about what it comes down to, which is winning. He did throw for 348 yards, if I remember correctly, so we can't ignore that. When it counted most, he showed up. I'm not going to say it's luck when you show up at crunch time, when behinds get tight and palms get sweaty for most dudes, but for somehow, some way, you don't need the weather to be as cool as he was. Tom Brady is sensational. Tom Brady's a born winner. It just comes down to it that simple. I'm not going to say luck. You know, uh, luck was the reason that it happened. Because when it counted most, it happened. That ain't his fault that D Ford lined up offside. You're an experienced, you're not a rookie. D4 
Ford's been in this league for a while. That was inexcusable. As much as I like D Ford, and as well as he played against Indianapolis, by the way, I was I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you've been in this league too long to make that kind of decision, which to his credit, he openly acknowledged. You gotta see the ball, you gotta monitor it, you gotta know better than that. That was a boneheaded play on his part. That cost him. There's a bunch of other things that we'll get into as the show progressed. That cost him. But in the end, Tom Brady had every opportunity to lose this game because Patrick Mahomes and those boys came at him in the second half, particularly in the fourth quarter, and he had two game-winning drives plus overtime. I have nothing to say. Stephen A. Smith said it perfect. D. Ford has been in the league too long. You have to know where the ball is to not line up on the other side. And as far as people saying, oh, they're in the AFC East, I mean... The Jets, Miami, the Bills, they got chances to go out and get great quarterbacks. They don't want to pay. Or they want to overpay for shit quarterbacks like Miami Dolphins do with Tanner Bum over there. I mean, so, you're absolutely right. D. Ford lines up on the wrong side of the ball. That's luck. No, that's stupidity right there. And what about Gronk? That was luck. Him lining up all the way on the outside. Catching it on the one or two yard line. I mean, if Brady was lucky to have D. Ford offsides, he was also unlucky to have the ball go off Gronk's hands, right? And Edelman's hands for picks. But it don't go both ways, does it? The Kelsey fumble by a penalty. Was that unlucky too? But Kansas City didn't win, and this is what you heard. And the winning play of the game. It'll give it to him. Michelle powers in for the touchdown. Right behind James Devlin. All kinds of time for Brady. Oh, was that luck too to Dorsett? Well, Philip Dorsett's a bum, right? That's where I think they scored a little too fast on that one. Oh, another guy that's a bum, Burkhead, right? Okay. James White said this after the game. Mock that one. Hashtag you already know. Well, I'll leave you with this. The overtime drive, the plays that got New England to the Super Bowl. Pay attention to Tony Romo also. First and one, tie score, 31 all, 15 minutes to start the period. I mean, Tony Romo was phenomenal talking about they put the big guys in, they put the little guys in, what they're going to do with this, what they're going to do with that. Hogan with the grab. And Sigler is changing out of the original call. They're giving it to Burkett, who's met at the line for no gain. If they get that ball back, there's a good chance that Kansas City's going to go score. Coming after him, got away from the pressure and incomplete. 
whacked a couple of times. Make to Burkett. Down the sideline they go. And that was Nelson trying to jump in front of Dorsett. Incomplete. Second and ten. And again, Nelson was defending. Now third and ten. Running back's got to help, so he has time to throw. Once again, Edelman in the middle of the field. Pocket sealed. Down the middle. Edelman again with a third down catch. First down from the 30. Butler toss back. Brady looking down the field, looking to the end zone, and it's not there. And it's already in field goal range, but looking for more. Looking for a game ender. Brady's pass, incomplete. Knocked out of the hands of Cordero Patterson. Watch this safety. If he comes down, there's a good chance he's throwing out there. It's Brock for the first down. Three long third down conversions. Bring it first down from the 15. Burkhead. Just five yards away. You're tired. You've been on this field a long time today. Can you muster up enough to put everyone in there? Fights down inside the two. Wingland tried to play action earlier. I can't see it here. This has to be a run. Second and goal. To Burkett. Burkett. And it's a game. New England wins. Five minutes to drive the ball down. Do what they do. Going to the Super Bowl for a third straight year. Mahomes never saw the football in overtime. Never saw it, and that was why the coin flip was so key. You got these two quarterbacks, these two offenses, and Tom Brady with three monster third down. Two out of the Edelman, one the Gronkowski. All of them were third and eight plus. But in all in all, Brady was 30 for 46 with 348 yards, one touchdown. Congratulations, New England Patriots going to their third in a row. We will be back with more. What's going on? NFL Championship Sunday is over. We have the Rams, the Patriots advancing to the Super Bowl. But one thing I can say is I bet New Orleans is waking up pissed off this morning. I lived there for a little while. I know how them people are about about the Saints. I know how they are about, about their their town. I mean, they still think they're going to get even over the Civil War. So I know that people in New Orleans hold a grudge. I have an uncle who lives there, aunt lives there, cousins that live there, and I know how they can hold on to a grudge. But the Saints seem to be less than... They were two minutes away from another trip to the Super Bowl when somehow... A missed pass interference call on third down that forced them to kick a field goal. Instead, the call wound up proving costly. As the Rams went on to kick the game-winning field goal. But after the game, Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas took to Twitter and delivered a message to the league about what they could do to correct the action. I already know about the rule. Yep, it's rule 17. I'm not sure the article. 
But it does say that, that the commissioner has the power under Section 2 to include the imposition of the, the financial funds and draft choice forfeiters, suspensions of people involved in unfair acts, and if appropriate, the reversal of a game's result or the rescheduling of a game, either for the beginning or from the point at which the extraordinary act occurred. Yeah, the commissioner can overturn it, procedure, you know, overturn this procedure in 17-1511, but he's not going to, not in a, in a championship game. Roger Goodell's just going to stay out of this one. Whose draft picks you going to take away? The referees? I mean, ultimately, you can't blame the Rams for what happened. You really got to blame the referee for the call. Rams cornerback admitted, say, hell yeah, that was pass interference, but it is what it is. Uh, In all, the commissioner can conduct investigations, including the opportunity for hearings, uh, use of video game and other procedures, whatever he deems. But it can happen. Is it going to happen for the Saints? No. Is the commissioner going to step in? No, he will not step in. You could totally forget about that. You haven't seen that in a, a regular season football game. Never mind an NFC championship game with Super Bowl, you know, with Super Bowl, um, you know, the, the winner goes to the Super Bowl. The loser goes home. The Saints very well should be the NFC representative of that Super Bowl if they didn't get screwed by the NFL. Now, let me ask you, is this a narrative of the NFL? Did NFL want to see an L.A. team in the Super Bowl because you have the L.A. Chargers in L.A.? you got the L.A. Rams out there. So you have a market that really haven't had football since the Rams left to go to St. Louis. 20-something years ago, and now you have two teams stepping into the L.A. market. Is it good for the NFL for the Rams to be in the Super Bowl? You bet your spaghetti bottoms it is. But you could forget about the commissioner ruling on that Article 3. He will never do it. Never, 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 never. But we wanted to see a Drew Brees, Tom Brady Super Bowl. I've been... Dying for that Super Bowl. We may not see it again. But we know Drew Brees is still healthy enough to continue playing in the NFL. Just like Tom Brady is. I mean, Drew Brees said he set his benchmarks at at 40 years old. Now he's at 40. He has to set a new set of benchmarks. But the Rams are moving on. Congratulations to the Rams. It sucks for the Saints. It sucks for the Saint fans. But the only thing you can hope is a grudge match next season. We'll be right back with more. Continue to support the podcast. And shout out to Romania. Romania, I just charted inside the top 100 for podcasts played in Romania. So I'm at 74, I believe. Japan, I'm inside the top 100 at 92. I'm getting more love from outside of the United States of America. So shout out to them. Shout out to Costa Rica, another place that I'm inside the top 100. Another country I was surprised to see that they were even listening to my podcast was Tasmania. But I think I'm 218 
on the charts, and I thought that was pretty good. But thank you for listening. We'll be right back with more.